Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the QS Militia with Sean and Joe. At QS Militia on the socials, go there, join the Militia live on Twitter X Spaces for the final segment of each show, God willing. And this time, we'll try to hear from you in regards to... Syracuse host in Western Michigan at the Dome this Saturday at 3.30. I think it's on, once again, it's on ACC Network Extra, which is ESPN Plus. Correct, Joe? It's ESPN yes, Plus. Sir. Right? So, okay, that's what I thought. And, surprisingly enough, a couple things, real quick. Surprisingly enough, I didn't get, I got a late request for streaming the game. I didn't get any requests. If I don't get requests, I'm not doing it. Just letting you know. I think everybody at this point's got you know, the rubles to throw out there for, for some ESPN Plus. I think it's five bucks a month, if I'm not mistaken. I keep it year-round now because of uh, UFC and things like that. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like $10 a month. But Is it really? Aren't I grandfathered in to four ninety nine? Uh, I mean, you might be. Golly. I've, see, the thing with me is, is that I've always just got the yearly. And when you do the yearly, then I think you pay a little bit less, but... To pay it all at once, but well, there's options. Dip me in mustard and call me a hot dog. You know, just what don't the just don't dip me in ketchup. All right. So, as we mentioned, they'll host uh, Western Michigan. This will be the third meeting between the two. We'll go over that in a second. But first, um, we did dis- we did come up with a way to we we came up with a hybrid, right, Joe? And you'll have to refresh my memory because we came up with this together after the show last time of how we were going to grade these predictions. The always accurate predictions that you and I put forth every huh. preview, right? So with that, <laughs> with that said, I had numerous mathematicians uh, DM and D, well, and what is it on Facebook? Is that well, a DM I mean, we too? had Luke on at the end of last show and he kind of gave a little bit of a... Yeah, we kind of took a hybrid of that, right? So... I don't know, we might have actually taken exactly what he okay, said, okay, but I don't know. Okay, I mean, maybe we did. Okay. Alright. So, uh, now with that explanation, Joe. Take it away. <laughs> so, Call me mid-sip. I, I know. Like, I did that on purpose. So, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to take... What was it, Joe? We're going to take the difference... From Houston's score, what they, what we guessed and what they had, and what the what um, the I opponent has and what we guessed, right? So I think what we talked about. And okay, yeah, correct me if I'm. Is we make our picks, 
Okay. Okay. And right. Then that's where we let, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's where it all starts. Um, obviously. That's the easy part. And then we let the game play out. And <laughs> yeah, they got to play the game that's first. The, ga- that's yep, the okay, second right. part. Okay. I'm just trying a big bird cookie monster this so everybody understands, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and then we take the final score and the actual yes, spread. The spread. The actual spread of the score of the game. So if Syracuse right. wins by 17, then right. we end up going back to our guesses or. For a tiebreaker. Well, it's basically, okay, Syracuse won by 17, so who was closer with the gap? as far as what we guessed right so no matter the scores that you guess let's just say that you said yo i'm syracuse is going to win by 26 and i say well syracuse is going to win by 22 and then syracuse actually wins by 20 then therefore i would win the week because i was closer than with the actual so we're going spread only i mean it's spread only unless we tie right yeah, I guess. If we tie, then we go to who is closer scored. Okay. And then there's more math, which mm-hmm. is always just so much fun. Okay. It's okay. All right. We can figure this out. So we're going yeah. with spread, but we're given scores. In other words, I'm not going to say Cuse is going to win by X amount of points. Right. Okay. We still want to try to get as closest to the score, right? Y- yeah. You ha- I mean, yeah, that's the fun of it. You got to try to guess right. the score. Because right. if you nail the score, then you're king. Well, yeah. It's only happened once. I think I did it. I mean, I know I did it. So. Oh, okay. Well, congrats. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right. So we'll get everybody's picks. You'll hear our picks at the end of the show in the, in the fan feedback segment. That'll be live on Twitter X like we mentioned. But with all that confusion set aside, it's time to preview Western Michigan. All right. The all-time series sits at 2-0 in favor of the Orange Syracuse. They won the first matchup in 2018 at home, and then they took the road win the following year in 2019. That would be the following year, one year after 18. Uh, That game ended up in the 52-33 win. Uh, Tommy DeVito starting and finishing that game, 27-35 for 287 yards and four touchdowns. Tristan Jackson with 141 of those yards and two TDs. Mo Neal in the mentions again with two touchdowns and 123 yards rushing last year. The um, Buck and Broncos, whatever the hell they are, they finished at 5-7, and 4-4 four and four, uh, overall. And since they did not make a bowl game, uh, they canned their coach, uh, Lance Taylor. It was his first season now coming into, into this game. And... You know, I think Tim Lester was there for five or six seasons, but he started strong. Yeah, 2017 to 2022. Okay, so, I mean, depending on, again, so it's, it's six seasons. Okay. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's six seasons. <laughs> it's six. I'm pretty right. sure he was there for six. Anyway, uh, th- <laughs> so this is, this is, according to Noons, this was one of the worst offensive teams in the country last year. I think they finished with the seventh, seventh fewest yards per game in all FBS. Okay, so they've got, last year they had an extremely confusing carousel quarterbacks. There was an ODU transfer in there um, who was projected to really start this this year and didn't. didn't and and that was what the hell was his name i had it here hayden, hayden hayden wolf was the odu transfer 
Anyway, uh, okay. Selopec is the one that ended up starting. He started th- ended up starting this year. He had seven starts last year, um, and they had a you know there was another uh, Trayson Burgett. He had four starts last year, and then some other guy had five games. I can't pronounce his name. That's why I'm foregoing it. And so they had a lot of guys leave. So they the offenses the offense has pretty much been gutted and. Um, there's a couple of guys that left to, to transfer to Minnesota. Uh, there's the, uh, the transfer from ODU that Hayden Wolf, he's still around. Like I said, he did not, he did not get the start though, but he did pretty good. Um, last year's last year's, um, 2,908 yards for 18 touchdowns. So he's got two years left, Yeah. but obviously they feel like this, uh, Selipak is going to be the guy and we'll see. And defensively, they, um, they lost a couple guys to the transfer portal, and one guy uh, Barnes. He was drafted by the Jets, so they did have an NFL player on their team. And so, if if we thought that the offense was bad this year, well, the defense might be just as bad. Despite that, they did take home a victory against their F- uh, FCS opponent this past week. Uh, that being St. Francis. And they won that game 35-17. to A uh, heavy run game with them. They picked up 339 of the 509 yards on the ground. Um, Jalen Buckley and then Zahir Abdus-Salam is an, uh, their two running backs. Buckley had 194 yards rushing. And um, Ab- Abdu, he had 73 on 20 rushes. So, um, Selopec, by the way, 18 for 26. Not bad for 170 yards. And an interception to go along with that, as well as a touchdown pass. So, again, we're left in a situation where, you know, there's just not a ton. There's not right. a ton to go off of, and there's not a ton to really know because they played their FCS team last year. And if you don't think that we know much about us from playing an FCS team, it's probably even worse with Western Michigan. So, I would have to... I mean, this is obviously, I think, rebuilding year is an understatement for this team. And, you know, we did talk about this would be a step up from Colgate. And I, I still think it, it might be, but there's a, there's a chance that it could get just as ugly, dude. I mean, I don't think it gets that ugly because we're talking two different levels, right? That's fair to yeah. say, okay? Yeah. But this That's is fair. they're not in a good situation. And they're not in a good situation because they got a lot of guys who haven't played together. You still kind of have a quarterback controversy. doesn't seem to be, but, I mean, when you've got a guy who um, was kind of projected to be your, your quarterback for the year and, and ends up losing that job, I mean, it still tells me that they got a, kind of a mess. That's just the way I see it on paper. And that's all I've seen, by the way, is paper. I didn't yep. watch them play or anything. So, which is a great of me as a host of this show to not do any of that research. So I have a job. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, Tim Lester, our old offensive coordinator, he took the job, um, obviously, going into the 2017-18 season or whatever. Um, and he started out well, like you said. He made a bowl game in 2018-2019-2021, but last year – would have been two years in a row he didn't make a bowl game and obviously pj fleck uh was their, their 
coach before, and they went 13 and one, and they were kind of in the national, you know, limelight or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think Western Michigan. They came up. They had they had expectations after PJ Fleck, and I think that Tim Lester probably did some things with some of his guys. And I don't know if he just couldn't keep the recruiting up, but yeah, well, after last year, he was gone. Um, they kept their defense coordinator because I guess supposedly their defense was actually pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, well, they had that. They had an NFL player on their defense, and he ruled. Right, he ruled yeah. the roost last year. They right. don't have him anymore. Yeah, so they were mostly a, you know a running team anyway. But uh, you know, in comes Lance Taylor, and you know, one thing with him is he's pretty much been uh, mainly um, a running back coach his whole career. Um, so, and this is a team that does run the ball a lot. They ran the ball 67 out of their 93 plays against St. Francis. Um, and again, maybe it was just them being vanilla because they didn't want to show, obviously, their whole hand. But, you know, they start the Salapak kid who's not as good a passer as transfer from ODU. And he can run a little bit, but um, he played the whole game. And mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest with you, you look at it, I mean, I don't know how much better St. Francis, Pennsylvania is than Colgate as far as in the FCS level, but Western Mich- Western Michigan was in a game. Um, I mean, St. St. Francis at, at one point made it 17 to 21 in the third quarter and, and it was a game. And then, you know, obviously Western Michigan ended up scoring the last two touchdowns to make it 35, 17. Um, and there's just, you know, there's a couple of things when I read their, their season preview, there was definitely obviously more people that left and more transfers than they got in. So they talked about how, you know, there's, had a lot of second team guys from last year that you're going to have to step up. Um, they didn't have a lot of starters coming back. I'd say the one thing that that is probably their strength is they do have four starters coming on the offensive line, coming back on the offensive line. Um, and obviously you bring in a coach that wants to run and seemingly that's what it looks like. So um, Buckley being a, a retro freshman, him coming in and having the game he had obviously was huge, but it's when you look at the passing, I mean, it looked like they struggled to pass, and it's, honestly, it looks it like looked a lot like, of dink and dunks, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of. I mean, yeah, you're talking about a situation where you know he completed 18 to 26, which is a good rating, but it, for an average of six and a half um, yards a throw, right? Right. And you look at Cole Doyle, who San Francisco, uh, St. Francis's quarterback, went 14 to 24 for 230 with an average of 9.6. And, uh, you know, they, they had more passing yards than Western Michigan did. So uh, that was one thing that they said was that um, not only did St. Francis pass on them okay, but also there was a lot of open receivers that they missed as well that we're going to be able to see on tape and, and kind of take advantage of that. Um, another thing that they talked about was the lack of depth. And the one thing when I saw in looks is you go to the box scores most of the time and you want to go look down and see who got the yards and this. But you can go all the way down to the tackles. And you can see how many people had, you know, tackles, sacks for losses, all that fun stuff. And St. Francis has, you know, 20 plus players on their team that had a tackle and they even count special teams tackles. OK, uh, when you look on the Western Michigan side, you're talking about 14 different players that had a tackle. You start 11 on defense and then you do special teams plays. Right. So. When um, one of the tackles is, is Blake Bosma, who is, is a tight end. So you know that he got that on uh, special teams. So you're looking at 13 defensive players that actually had at least one tackle. Um, so it just shows me that they're not deep. And then that's really kind of and, – and it shows me how close the game actually was because they didn't feel like they could put in a lot of their backup guys. So 
ultimately, you know, Western Michigan, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a rebuild, man. It's a rebuild. And, uh, you know, their new coach, just, I mean, the one thing that you can look at, if you can, really, um, you know, because I don't know how much success he had against us last year, but their new coach, Lance Taylor, is, uh, also was the offensive coordinator at Louisville last year. So, in which they came to the Dome and we beat them the first game of the season. Um, but they did obviously get better as the season goes on. But, you know, he has seen the 3-3-5 in action. So, um, there is a little bit of that. But, you know, with what he's got and with how successful he was or unsuccessful, whichever way you want to see it last year, um, this is going to be a tough, tough game for uh, for Western Michigan to come in. And, and, and I mean, that's why... The game opened up. Syracuse is a three-touchdown favorite, and it's already gone up to 23-and-a-half. It's probably going to be higher by the time it's all said and done. Yeah. You said 23-and-a-half right now? Yeah. Okay. So the so people are betting Syracuse, and it's pushed the line up already two-and-a-half points, and I don't think we're going to stop there. Yeah. Well, that would be my guess. Uh, there's a couple um, things to note, too, as far as the roster goes. Not a whole lot and probably not a whole lot of surprise. Looks like Pena's going to be sitting for another game. And it looks like Joe Moore as well is not going to – is likely not to play. So right. um, those two, and I think that's perfect strategy, even if they're 90%, 95%, right? I mean – oh. Right. So, I mean, it just makes sense. And, you know, n- not m- much of this means a whole lot uh, right now, in my opinion. I'm not, if we see some of these things, especially Pena going into Purdue. Yeah, I, feel, I don't think yeah. these guys sitting out this game isn't a make or break against our we, opponent this week, exactly, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, playing it you know, safe. Yeah. I mean, if we end up losing, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm not even talking about covering the spread, you know. Um, I'm talking about this. If we end up losing, then there was a huge implosion in multiple multiple areas and facets of our game. So, right. So, anyways, uh, any anything else? There's not a whole lot going on. So I will say this: I did watch. You know, I watched Coach. And it seems like 17 minutes of predictability. <coughs> uh, I, you know what I mean? It's kind of. Like, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to watch it. Just in case there's any nuggets in there, you know. Um, yep. But I don't want to say it's a pointless exercise, but it's for show. Let's just say that. It's for show. Because I'm I, just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> kind of. Kind of how it feels. Yeah. And, you know, I'll always watch it, like I said, but, I mean, it's like, it could be if it's going to be what it is. It could be eight minutes. Yeah, but you got to give everybody their chance to ask I questions. I right? know, I know. You got to be fair, so absolutely. But he did fairness really, is yeah, key. There really wasn't anything there. I mean, I think the one positive you can look at is is that the only people, the only guys that were in the two deep, you know, starting the the season that's not playing. You know, they didn't play the first game. You know, we got out of there healthy. Um, and that's that's the biggest thing, right? So I'm, um, I mean, a couple more nuggets on Western Michigan. Like, I know we had our former offensive lineman Chad Schuster that transferred from Syracuse. He plays there. I uh, don't know if he's a starter or not. Um, they did return four, and this is really the puzzling kind of. I'm trying to figure out where they're going with this offense because 
it looks like they're run heavy. Their offensive line, they returned four players, their four starters, in which they ran the ball pretty good last year, but they were pretty bad in pass protection. So, But at the same time, they returned four out of five of their top pass catchers from last year. And then you bring in a thrower from the 6'5 thrower from ODU, and it's like, well, are we going to use this guy, but the line's a better run line? And, I mean, so I don't know. It just seems like they have some pieces still left, but it just seems like they don't match. It's almost like they they have – it's a 50-piece puzzle, but, like, 15 of the pieces are from another puzzle, if that makes sense. So I don't know. It, it makes I think, sense I think for what it I is. Think they're in, I think they're in a tough spot. And I think that, you know, I mean, I hope they can get it together and they can get something going by the time it gets to, you know, Mac play. But right now it's just, like I said, it's just not looking great. Yeah, it's not. Um, just one more one more thing real quick, get your thoughts on. Did you happen to watch or pay attention to it all? Um, and I, you know, I watched the LSU game. And Deuce started strong. I think he had an interception, actually. Mm. Uh, but he got burned a bunch too. So, and then yeah, and he, I think he got he's getting killed by the LSU fan base, I believe too. Well, is he really? Twitter. That's such that's see that's trashy. That's, that's trashy. That's, but Brian Kelly caught it. That was the only thing I saw. Brian Kelly. What? Uh, Brian Kelly caught it. I mean, he was lambasted on there. Oh yeah, on, on Twitter yeah. and all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, I guess there's just a lot of the comments. You know, he had an interception early, but then he got uh, pass interference called on him, and then he had a touchdown, you know, caught on him. Which, I mean, it's going to happen. You're playing against Florida State. Florida State looks like a real national contender, unlike the team that I watched on Monday at Duke. <laughs> what a mess that was. It was, but it's funny because if you didn't watch the game, then you probably would have thought Duke killed him, but just Clemson just shot themselves in the foot over, over and, and over, over again. and over again. Seriously. Like, I'm just waiting for them to take by, and they had every opportunity to. By the but, way, credit to the Duke fan base, not for anything. They were, hey, man. They, they showed up. show up, bro, but if there's one to show up week one against, I mean, they're supposed to be good anyway, right? Yeah, but that's yeah. not a that's not a football fan base that we look at as. No, it's a small stadium. It's not hard to, to fill that up if you really wanted. But it to. was, but true, fair, but loud. It does, you know you can when you when it comes across the TV like that, you know because they. You know, the metal bleachers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, I went to the I went to the year that we that we went to the bowl game, Dungy's last year, Tristan Jackson's year. I went to the game at Duke, and there was more Syracuse fans there than there were Duke fans, uh, and it wasn't even close to packed like that. So, um, they got that new coach Elko that with that quarterback, who's a hell of a quarterback, there, Riley Leonard, and it's 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 starting to turn around. And I think uh, I'm not going to sit there and say that Duke's becoming a football school, but I think it's it's not hard to see their fan base get into it, especially starting the year beating beating Clemson for sure. I mean, if you. If you so show, we talked about the biggest ACC win this week. We could say Florida State, but was it or was it Duke? It was Duke. It, <laughs> it has to be Duke, Duke you know, mm-hmm. because that no one saw it coming, and the frustration was all over Dabo Sweeney's face. And you know, when you look at Cape Klubnik, and he just looked terrible. 
It's like that Duke defense just disrupted it's back and forth. everything. One play he yeah. looked great. Next play he looked not great. I just, I don't, I don't know. It was entertaining for the first half. Let's put it that way. Because at one point it looked like, okay, well, looks like that's going to be all Duke's going to have for him. And then yep. they overcame it quick. Go. So. When, you handle, when you get it handed to you. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Um, oh, another one real quick was uh, Jihad Carter. I, I, I guess he didn't even play. I just was looking, and I didn't even. he wasn't even on the box score or anything. So um, looked it up yeah. later, and he didn't I play. Actually, I, I actually saw I, that, and I, was I just, don't know. I'm just a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I don't know if he's banged up or if he's got some kind of ailment or whatever, or whatever the case is, but I'm a big Jihad Carter fan. I hated to see him leave, and... We want to see all of our guys do good. Uh, but, yeah, he didn't even make the field. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, from what I understand and what I see, he is a, what, he's on he's on the 2D second string. Right, yeah, but, but he was expected to do something out there. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, we don't know for sure. We can only speculate on why these guys left. Uh and, you know, sometimes it's going to be be careful what you wish for type situation. You know what I mean? I mean, they had their spot solidified here, and if they stay here and they have a hell of a year, then they're getting drafted. Right. You know, now if they go to these other schools, now it's, I mean, are you even going to leave after one year? Do you got to play again, right? I mean, Deuce started as the as the nickelback. He started as the, the number three corner, and then he kind of played his way on the field, and I think they're still trying to do some feeling out, but... I mean, you just never know, man. You never know. So, a bunch of people that transferred that probably wish they didn't because, again, you don't know what the unintended consequence, consequences are going to be. And if it's losing the starting spot or if it's having a fan base, you know, kill you on Twitter because you made a couple of mistakes in week one, you know, do you really want to deal with that? I mean, you had a fan base that loved you. You had a starting spot. You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I hope that those end up being. A good enough reason you know obviously you make choices you got to live with it and i'm still cheering for them to do great so hopefully they can step up and you know show these big schools you know that you know guys that come from syracuse that they can do the same thing and uh that's what i hopefully look forward to it's just after week one and a little underwhelming other than steve linton yeah we're, we're, he had a hell of a game at texas tech yeah that's true that's true but jatia's gear didn't even play either so, some of our better guys transferred, and you know, hopefully they make it on there and, and they represent because I'd love to see that. Yeah, but week one didn't look so great. Linton with a fumble recovery and a handful of tackles. So, pretty good. Pretty good showing. Uh, all right, it's time to hear from you. All right, it is that time of the show where we give you our always accurate predictions on the upcoming game this week. Western Michigan at Syracuse, 3.30 on ACC Network Extra plus ESPN. Okay, Joe, let's start before we give our scores. Do you, do you, are you going to cheat? Because I wrote mine down. So, What do you mean cheat? I mean, 
I wrote mine down. So you, are we going to go over these scores first, and then you're going to take a conglomerate of what the uh, fans have to say about this and go from there, or you got your own score in your head? What do you got going on? Uh, yeah, I kind of got my own. I mean, I got the... I got how much I think they're going to win by. I'm just trying to figure out the score right now in my head. That's all. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's go ahead then, shall we? Yes, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's start with Twitter, who just locked us out of our account, and it took us 20 minutes to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, back at it. At Baptized by Fire 7 on Twitter. Syracuse 41, Western Michigan 10. Schrader completes, and uh, you got to give me, I, I like how Dom does it. Give me a little bit of something to, to a, a little added bonus here. Schrader completes passes to eight plus players. That's, that's a possibility in this game for sure. Again, though, mm-hmm. we see Schrader maybe seems to be the trend. One offensive series in the third quarter, and then that should be it. We're hoping if everything goes well. At Jason R. Money, 28 to 10. Cuse, closer than we would like. Worried about overconfidence. Well, that's something to think about, right? I mean, it's possible. If you're going to be overconfident about anything, though, it probably should be Colgate if you're the football team. Uh, basketball team's got no business doing that, but the football team can. So, anyway. Um, Let's see. Oh, we got one in the we got one in the room here. At Butler 25 Champs 38-17 Syracuse. I like that. I like it. I'll take it as a W. At David 7 W 41 to 16, Allen has another big game and we see all the receivers getting involved just like last week. Our online our O-line will look stronger. Okay. Well, I, uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see a situation where Western Michigan can hold on for a little while with some, you know, the starters. But again, we talked about the depth that they have. And I think that we'll be able to wear them down. And also, we talked about the, you know, the, the success that St. Francis had with passing the ball against their secondary. And they also missed some, some stuff. So, and we also know that we didn't show everything. I mean, look, Quinn Allen. We caught what eleven or how I don't know how eleven for sixty in the bowl game. Yeah, didn't even catch one last week. So we know we're still holding some stuff, you know, close to our chest as well. Do we use it this week? Don't know. Maybe we saved it for Purdue, but yeah, um, I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah, I think LaQuint was named by the team offensive player of the week last week too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they gave out some. Coach went over some of the awards. I think, um, golly. Denenberg got a game ball, right? And so did Marlo Wax. So um, just some accolades within the team there. Uh, At Master Leo 123, Syracuse average margin of victory is 65. So like 71 to (laughs) 6. I like that. I like that. Uh, at, At Jeff in CNY, 41 to 10. At Sideline Syracuse. 55 to 7. I had great control and domain over that Twitter account at one time, and then it was whoop, yanked right out from underneath me with no explanation, which is fine. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. Is it? Yeah, well, they did it in the offseason. I had nothing to say. You know me in the offseason. I mean, what am I going to do? 
What am I going to do? You know, it's, true. it's a part time. You're fool and ignore this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a part time job doing that when when it's the off off season. You know, you got to dig and dig and dig for content that's basically on Twitter is just retweeting what other people say. Yeah, not your style. No, not really. Um, let's see. At number one Q's fan. This guy dubs himself number one Q's fan. Okay. 42 to 10. Another dominant performance by offense and defense. Let's F and go. At NAC 351. Uh, 45 to 21. Our buddy at Q's Waterboy. 44 to 14. Schrader throws for 250 plus. 3D TDs. Allen goes 125 plus all purpose with a score. The mob continues to dominate with a few takeaways as well. Sprinkle in an Adams punt return TD as well, since I'm feeling frisky. Okay, well, that's a hell of a prediction right there. I like it. I'm going to heart it. Yeah, it is. I'm going to heart it. That's a whole lot going on with it, and I don't mind that at all. It's going on. So. No. Um, let's see. At T.Dot, Tara Miggy, I believe, 51 to 3. If you say it fast and you say it confidence, confident, don't second guess yourself, especially live on the air. And so I did. Are you talking I, I did to anyway. us or yourself? I, I said that out loud. You're talking yourself into this. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. 51 to 3. Tyler, we'll just call him. Okay. Uh, our buddy, our good buddy, at Noah Blanchard, at No Blanchard 44. 42 to 10. Cuse. I think we dominate the whole game, but um, Western Michigan gets a garbage, t- uh, garbage time touchdown, and we go into Purdue 2 and 0 as we should, which is. Exactly what we should. That's correct. Um, at all things SU, 35 to 14. We have any more predictions in here? We don't. That's fine. You guys are shy. It's okay. Uh, at Jeff Bob Neal. Jeff Bob Neal. The guy with three first names. Now, that's 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 rednecking right there. You don't look like a redneck, but huh? I don't trust the guy with two first names, let alone three. Yeah, well, I don't know. He looks like a studious, a studious young man. Uh, Forty-nine to seventeen, garbage time touchdown for Western Michigan. Yeah, at Chris O two M forty-two to seventeen, and it goes. Should I go through all these? There's a bunch. I'm I'm quite surprised. I appreciate it. Uh, Grant at Q Salum forty-four thirty-eight ten. Jacob at Jacob Berger twenty twenty-two thirty-eight seventeen. Uh, at Syracuse, nerd 40, 44, 45 to seven. I think that leads us to this, Joe. You know, I'm not this even is Twitter, g- correct? Right? Yeah. You know, I'm not even to mess with Facebook right now because I got logged out of that too, and we all know how touchy that one is. And wow. with, with the luck I just had with Twitter, I'm not even gonna bother. So that's that's gonna pretty much sum it up. Pretty proud of everybody participating in that. Got enough. Oh, I, I mean, I'm I'm on Facebook, so I mean, oh, okay. I think well, that I can, what do you, you got? Know, throw some up there. All right. Well, then get after. Well, it, we had seven, so. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, so Jason Butler covers. Oh, hold on, hold on, timeout, Joe. Party foul. You are getting bad signal. You're you're grainy. You look like uh, you look like when they report, you know, in overseas and stuff. Oh, do I? Yeah, that's you Did sound I better. See that I have full Wi-Fi. Do you? Because. Okay, well, yeah. g- have at it. Yeah, so okay, anyway, um, Cuse, <laughs> Jason Butler on Facebook, Cuse covers a 21-point spread, which is now 23-and-a-half, uh, 45-13, which would still obviously cover. still cover, right? Yep, Alec yep. McDonald, 
Cuse, 52-14, and instead of Cuse, he actually said cause. So It's um, an autocorrect. It was a little... Yeah, autocorrect. You know. he, he doesn't Chris say Courtright, he, he doesn't say cuse enough on Facebook, or because it, it'll stop it once you do it enough. Yep. So yep. he needs to get after C- that. Chris Court, Chris Courtright, forty-two seventeen. Brandon Buskey, forty-eight fourteen. You know, I think I'm gonna. There's only seven, so I'm gonna read them off. But you know, Facebook, we don't have a lot of, like you said, like the meat and potatoes. You know, there's not a lot of explanation. So, right. Um, Jim Pampanelli or Pampanella, forty-five twenty-one Qs. Uh, Greg Sabo, my boy Sabo, Qs forty-two. Western Michigan twenty-three. Okay, that's not covering the spread. There was a couple. And, um, what's up? There was a couple that didn't on Twitter too. Yep. And uh, Andy Stewart, thirty-four ten. They score their lone TD late in the fourth on the second string D. I'm assuming they're talking about Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. So yeah, yeah. Um, at David Super, one more. Win, margin of victory, the number of days between the emergency of Sean's holiday decorations and Christmas Day. So, the emergence of Sean's holiday decorations and Christmas Day. So, yes, which would be, I mean, you know, as soon as, as, soon as Halloween's done, guys, I'm, the, the tree's up. I mean, period. And, what? And, and, yeah. Yeah, Joe, you What know about this. Turkey Day? The tree is up for Turkey Day. It's fantastic. It's like two Christmas dinners. A year. It's it's great. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, well. Um okay, just got word no audio from Joe. Not not sure why that is. But let's try this. We're having issues. We're having issues. Let's see how this goes. Um we must continue, though. So, Joe, anyway, it's time for us. It's time for us. So, I, I think I'll go first since I lost. Since I supposedly okay. lost last time. You did. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 think, uh, I think that this team is it's beat up as they could be. I don't think they're much better than last year. In fact, they're probably worse. And they were seventh in the country in in yards per game last year, according to Noons, our boys at Noons. And with that said, I mean, I don't see them being any better than they were. So although maybe a stiffer opponent, I'm still gonna say this is this is a this is an ass whooping. And and I struggled between two scores. I did. And I'm still struggling. But what I'm going to say is 49 to 7. Gar- like, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with most of the people that did leave uh, uh, some comments with, with a garbage time TD. I think it's possible it happens this time. So, but that's it. Garbage time TD, 49-7. And, and it could be. I had 56 and I said last, mm. I said last week, I had 56-7. I said last week I, I don't swap my scores, but I did this week, and we'll see what happens. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, and I, I mean, I guess I think we're going to be close. But um, I'm going to go somewhere around the range of uh, – 
Forty-five to three. Something tells me. We, something tells me we don't. We don't give up. We don't give up that uh, that first touchdown this week. Okay. We get scored on. They get a field goal, but you know. And I mean, this could be just me being naive, but I just. I mean, I got to see something from Western Michigan. That that game. When I looked into the actual game and saw how close it was into the third quarter against the FCS school, pretty much kind of told me everything I needed to see. So they could end up mustering up a touchdown late, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that that they don't. You know that 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 we still go we go two games and um, no touchdowns, giving up a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. That's all I got. And in with that said. You know, going in once this we do the post game of this, and we've gotten our feet wet back into the full swing of the normal routine of the the shows that we do and how we do them. It gets a little bit more fun. I mean, this is a scrimmage for us too because there's not a whole lot of anything to go off of, so it's a bunch of it's a bunch of total guesses, speculation, total guessing. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Right. So, anyway, with that said, um, it gets more fun. It gets more funner after this week. And, <laughs> and going into Purdue and then, you know, Army, Clemson. Clemson, as we discussed earlier, they've got some things to fix. And I'm sure they'll yeah. have them fixed by week five would yeah. be my guess. Well, and of course, as you go on and you have more games to go off of, right, then obviously it's easier to – kind of figure out what teams are doing what you know the injuries the news all that stuff's a little bit more clear um they have more games so you can see actually what they do with like you know competition that's closer to you so um you know it's all gonna iron itself out in a wash at the end but right now man i mean i wasn't really blown away with with western michigan's first game against st francis and um like i said like i said earlier like we would need to really, really implode bad, like worse than Clemson did against Duke to lose this game. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Duke's just that good. What are the chances of that? Mm, no team's that good that just lining up forces a fumble. Like, <laughs> and there were some things. Just, like, not that intimidating. That was some things that just, I mean, Clemson gave them that. Don't get me wrong, Duke. They had a couple black field goals. They had some good, you know, good plays and stuff like that. But, um, but some of that stuff was just—I mean, Clemson just handed it over. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I think that's going to about do it for us. Okay. Sorry, it was as lackluster as always. We're gonna we're gonna do better. I'll get the Twitter X stuff down, by the way. And as soon as I do, it's gonna be a whole lot more fun. Um, yeah. Just plug and go is what I've done in the past three times. I've had little issues. Anyway, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.